Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Podcasting from the top of the rocks. This is News on the Rocks with Patty Steele. I need a hug before we start. Do you mind? I think we should have a hug right this minute. I got a little prayer. Oh, 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 God. You're beautiful. You are just a remarkable person. We're sitting here with Lance Raymond, and I'm the only one drinking the tequila, but I'm still doing it. (laughs) Snooze on the rocks. Got to drink a little bit, right? I met you. Not that long ago. You did. At my uh, beautiful cousin Carrie's house. And we kind of bonded right away because we talked about all kinds of things. Uh, Squishy things, uh, tough things, addiction. Because um, as anybody who has listened to the podcast knows, I have a beautiful son in recovery now for three years from from a very serious opiate addiction. Um, And so we sort of bonded talking about some of that. And then we had dinner because you brought some amazing crab cakes over and we just had a really festive evening and not more than I don't know a week later Carrie called me and um, she said would you be interested in doing a podcast with Lance and I said well he's really cute he's really funny and warm and and wonderful but what does he have to talk about and that's when she introduced me to the fact that you are transgender. At first, I was like, wow, because that was not a read that I got. And I've known lots of people um, in all walks of life. And I thought it was like a really beautiful thing that I got to know you as Lance, because that's who you are. And that's who you've always been. Instead of saying, well, this used to be uh, this woman who worked on Wall Street and did all of this this stuff in this life and now has made the... I didn't have any of that garbage on my mind. All I saw was that gorgeous face and, and got to know this really fascinating person who's been through all kinds of... Um, shared angst that we have been through together separately addiction and things like that and uh, and so I really loved it because that's how I define you as who you really are as opposed to someone I knew one way and then or thought I might know one way and then was introduced to something completely different so what is your take on that no I love it because when people meet me now, it's either it's people that known me for a long time and haven't seen me, and then um, Lance now, and it's like a big change for them to get their head wrapped around. Right. Or someone who's known the tail end of when I was a female. My mm-hmm. name was Nancy, okay. named after my mom. Aww. And then going through the transition into becoming Lance. Mm-hmm. So that brings on a whole different, you know, who's with you, who's behind you, who's freaked out, who's uncomfortable, who's not going to be there, who's going to be there. Or who wants to be kind but just and struggles. Or wants with to it. be, who constantly needs 
you know, sort of updates and conversations. And yeah. I and I try to be always empathetic and mindful of their mm-hmm. take because if I have a friend, I care how you're feeling about it and mm-hmm. how it's affecting you because everyone likes me a little differently. And then there's those That's like yourself. That's a really beautiful thing. Aww. That you worry about other people. Of course. There's a sweetness to that. No, of course. I've always been like that yeah. where you kind of have to know your environment and know... You Again, know. you're the same person you always were. Absolutely, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're a gift too, because now you get to appreciate me as Lance, and yeah. I can tell you about Lance's history. Mm-hmm. And you don't have any visuals, you don't have any expectations. You accept me as the man in front of you, right? And really cute man. <laughs> thanks. And we can flirt and have fun, <laughs> right? And right. it's good. Yeah. And that that validates who I am yeah. and all my decisions, because this is who I am. So. I kind of would like to start at the beginning. Of course. Because most of the people that I have um, either known or or, or read about um, knew there was something going on at a really young age. They didn't quite understand this body they'd been put into. Right. Well, there was no language. There was no validation. There was no mirroring. Right. To, to say, this is who you are, even though I was sort of screaming out. You know, at times, I don't want to wear that dress. Yeah. I don't want to be this. Dad, look at my biceps. Yeah. Why, you know, why am I getting girl toys? I, what am I going to do with all these dolls? That type of thing. Right. And then I heard a conversation. I probably was maybe nine or ten. Mm-hmm. My dad was outside, and we have a basketball hoop put up in the driveway. We all used to shoot hoops. My cousins were there, and they're older cousins, guy cousins. Yeah. I always loved when they come around, because then I could play basketball with them. I have two sisters and a brother, mm-hmm. and I always wanted to do what my what my brother was doing. Right. So anyway, so I heard my dad was just talking, and I overheard him say, he has one son and three daughters. And my heart broke. Oh. I was like, what is he talking about? Wow. Nobody sees me. Why doesn't anyone see me? Because you saw you from the time you can remember. Oh, my God. I used to pick my mother up in kindergarten, first grade, to be able to show my dad, look, look how strong I am. Look, (laughs) she's mine. Look, look, Dad. And how did he react to that? He just laughed. He called me Muscles. Yeah. You know, it's like that was my nickname. At least it wasn't Petunia, right? Right. It was Muscles. (laughs) I was happy about that. Yeah, yeah. But I was always different, and they knew I was different, but... As all those feelings weren't being validated, right. and they kept putting me in the female pile, they gave. I, I was given a puppy by cousins of mine, and it happened to be a girl puppy, and mm-hmm. they said I can name it. Mm-hmm. And I said, Tex. And they're like, you can't name it Tex. That's a boy's name. Boy Tex. <laughs> but I didn't know boy, girl, and I couldn't figure out why they kept calling me and putting me in this box to call the girl. I just right. didn't understand it. My mother would come home, like I remember my Christmas list, and the man at the store said, this is a little boy's Christmas list, and these are boy things on the list. Wow. And I was like, well, that's you asked me what I wanted. What did she say to that? It was sad, because she just didn't know. She knew I was different. I always had a bond with my mom. I knew she loved me unconditionally. I loved my mom. Yeah, yeah. How could you not? I loved my mom. She was great. Yeah. You know, worked hard for us, opened up her own beauty salon in 1950 when no woman did that, right? right? right. Supported the family along with my dad. But she loved me. So it was just like I had to just keep going with it because there was no further conversation, no further language. Right. There was no validating. Right. So when puberty hit, that's when I first died. Yeah. Because then, now all of a sudden, now I'm a girl. 
Right. And then the worst day after that was the month later when you got your period again. What are yeah. you kidding it's me? Like, what? I, I thought this, this was again? a one time only. <laughs> what is up? What are you, twice? I got this uh, twice. Oh, guess what? This is Every coming again. Days. Now, now, mind you, I knew intellectually I kept having to go in the girls' locker room, put the girls and watching those films, what was going to happen to me. Do you think once I thought it was going to happen to me? No. <laughs> I was like, I thought, like, well, oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen to you. Wow. But, I mean, we're laughing. Which, you can it laugh. Is, it's kind of cute. It was funny, crazy. But at the same time, it's kind of heart-wrenching because here's this person who can't identify. Right, because now you look at me as the man I am. Right, right. Experiencing that. Yeah. And that's how I feel about it. Oh, how, imagine. How awful that was. Taking your your 12-year-old son and saying, hey, you're right. going to get your period. Right. What, what? are you kidding me? Yeah. I, I went home and said, Ma, I think I have cancer. What <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> she was so happy, crying, ecstatic. <laughs> My sister made an announcement at the table. Oh, great. <laughs> that, I, so that I crossed the road into womanhood. And I yeah. thought I was going to die. I just yeah. wanted to take a fork and just, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So... And this was a time when... 70s. Yeah, the Where 70s. Where are you going with this? So nobody's Nowhere. talking about that stuff. Where are you going with no, this? Nobody's. Nowhere. Nowhere. Knew I was different, but all my internal struggle... I had a hard time too because we are, you know, devout Roman Catholics. You know, oh we had boy. priests come yeah. over and bless the pool, bless the party, but you know, always yeah, good yeah, friends. Yeah. Went to my mother went to church all the time, and it was just like something that I just wanted to stay in alignment. I was like a good family member. My oh, grandmother God. lived with us. She was like my favorite. She was seventy nine when I was born. Me and her were best friends. Wow. You know, and I just kind of wanted to be that person that was not going to sort of step out of. Yeah, yeah. I, I step off the road. I, so yeah. you and I are the same person because right. in many, many ways, um, and this is what really attracted me to your story is, you know, what's essential in life? And you learn as um, the years go by, the decades go by, that what is essential in life is being true to the essence of who you are. Right. And the essence of who you are isn't exactly this physical thing, although there's some tie to it. Right. It's it's just being true to this person. Right. And so many of us have grown up with this desire to just please, to make sure that everybody around us is happy right. and that we're good girls or good boys right. and we do what right. they want us right. to do. And that right. somehow that right. if you can do that, you're going to be happy because everyone around you will be happy. And it doesn't right. really work that way. Right. Well, there's these oversimplified buckets that you filled into. Right. And now here we are in 2020 yeah. and we can't keep up LGBTQ. Right. You know. Right. Right. And then we have people that are different. You know, our genders, you know, sometimes we're not born in the body that we're supposed to be born into. Get born into. Right. And so our gender is not just identified by our physical parts right. it's our brains it's our mind it's our soul it's right. who we are yeah. it's our essence exactly. there's nothing closer than your gender marker than who identifies you there's nothing closer than it's the right. first question male female right you know it's like right on right up there with what's right. your social security number you walk male into female a room, they look at you and right. wow, there's that's three a good looking women guy. right look, look at, at his all eyes. the eyes yeah. yeah he's a really right. look at her she's got big tits right. Right. it's all right. like right. yeah right. It, it, it's such a weird thing that we do to one another. I think I've always been a big believer that the reason we have uh, race problems, all of the kinds of things, because it's so much easier to 
to make a snap judgment <laughs> about what we see in front of us right. instead of taking the time to look inside and find the essence of that person. And the other stuff then falls away. Have you ever met somebody who you you looked at and you thought, wow, that's really not an attractive person? And then you get to know them and they not only become attractive because of who they are emotionally, but they actually physically become attractive Absolutely. to you. Because you see the sparkle, you see right. the beauty in their soul right. expressed in the exterior. So that is a very kind of a similar thing right. that, that the essence of who you are now gets to sing. Right. And it didn't And it before. took a lifetime to get here. So, okay, so here you are. You're 12 years old. Yeah, so that's, yeah so that's all, that's kind of like... And then what then, happens? Then, it, then you put it away and you put it in a box and you don't really acknowledge and you, it and you try to be... Behave yourself. Behave, like you try to stay on this track mm-hmm. and like check off the boxes. You're going to have to go to school. You're going to have to do this. I got married like six months before and then it, it you just... You got married. I, dis, I got married. It didn't uh-huh. last very long, uh-huh. but I figured that's one of the boxes I had to check off, right? right? I'm a good well, Catholic person, right? So I yeah. have to do that. On the way to the honeymoon, I just cried the whole way because I knew I'm not supposed to be married. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be married. This is not yeah. supposed to be happening. And so the first time I got into recovery, I was only 19 or 20 because I was washing it away through all those primitive, all those years of the right. adolescence and high school. And there's no way because once I found alcohol, I figured, oh, that's how you deal yeah, with life. Yeah, you just take the edge off. That's how yeah. you do it. That's how I'm going to be able to stay in line, be what everybody needs me to be, yeah. not fall off track. I am going to do this, and then at least I can have some bit of a semblance to be able to function every day. I, You know, it's funny. I... I shared this story, and I've shared it on other podcasts. I remember the first time I had an awakening about addiction, because I never had any addictive issues myself. Never smoked. I've never even tried marijuana. I've never taken any drugs. I do like to drink once in a while, of course, on the podcast, but not really to excess. Right. And I was at a Narconon meeting with my son one rainy night down in West Palm Beach, Florida. It's like 11 o'clock at night, and all these beautiful young people standing up and sharing their story and weeping and and laughing and all of this. And I went, holy shit. I just had like this awakening. I don't know. And I went and talked to one of the guys who'd been especially heartfelt in what he was talking about. And I said, you and I are the same person. And he said, what do you mean? And he said, I didn't think you were an addict. You didn't raise your hand. And I said, I said, you know what? We're all looking to be soothed. Mm-hmm. We all soothe differently. Absolutely. We soothe through sex. We soothe through drugs. We through alcohol, food, shopping, shopping, <laughs> ex- over exercise, right. whatever it is. Right. We're just trying to calm something. Right. And it sounds to me like that's where you were. Yeah. And the first thing you found was alcohol. Yeah. The first thing I found, and I knew I, I found something magical because I found myself hiding it right away. Right. Like I was like, oh, I'm just going to hide this behind the tree in the front yard. Uh, That's like a perfect spot. Who's going to look in the front yard right. behind a tree? Yeah. So 
now I'm still having all these experiences. I'm not as aware as I am right now of putting mm-hmm. all this story together. This is me speaking about it in retrospect. Right. But I remember my mother bringing us to like a place like Lomans. I don't know if you ever heard of yeah, a Lomans sure, of where they have an outlet. Yeah, yeah. So before school or whatever, we go to Lomans. And I was like, oh, we got to go to Lomans. So anyway, the, the <laughs> tragedy <laughs> the tragedy about Lomans was they have a big open dressing room. Oh my God. And yeah, it's so intimidating. And all these women, it. right, would size triple X bras are on there. Right. And me, me. Okay. Now I'm in this, I'm in this room looking around going, this is wrong. <laughs> this is wrong. What am I going to do? Oh, I'm going to naked chicks. This is I'm, wrong. This is wrong. It feels wrong. I, I felt like I was, I wasn't feel like, oh, this is like, I can, you know, really gawk. I right. felt like it was wrong. Right. So right. I got myself. Because you're also I, a good Catholic boy. Right. On the inside. Right. Absolutely. I'm yeah. like, this is wrong. So I removed myself. I'm in the hall. And my mother's like, what's the matter with you? I go, I don't think I'm supposed to be in there. <laughs> You know, and she's like, what are you talking about? We're all the same. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think I'm supposed to be in there. You go, you guys could go change. I'm yeah. not going in. Well, how are you going to know if it fits? I don't care if yeah. it fits or not. Right, right. I don't want to go in there. Right. So that was always a pit in my stomach that we were going to have to go wow. to these big, wide Lomans. open <laughs> Lomans, rest, you know, where, you know, where people in my shoes would probably want to take advantage of that, right. you know, all the way wow, up to the last time before my change, I did, right. you know, go one last you know, walk around the locker room, the women's locker room, before my surgery started. And I said, like, all right, one more look, see what yeah. we got going on in here. Because that's the only time I wanted to do it to, like, please myself for right. two seconds. Right, Because right. any other time I knew it was wrong. You're I was such like, a guy. So, you know, one more time. Yeah. And nothing really, it. you know, it. it wasn't great, but, you know. Right. <laughs> I just had to do it for myself just yeah. to see, just yeah. in case I had a story coming out it's of like it. It's like you're a spy. Yeah. <laughs> for the other side. That's right. Oh, that's so funny. I know. Wow. Right? Now you're in the locker room. How old were you? Oh, now I'm in the locker room. Oh, this is only, I've only been Lance for like four years. So you lived your whole adult life. Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Man, that takes... As a gay woman. You know who it's like, if you called me a lesbian, I was going to punch you in the head, though. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because I didn't I feel like that yeah, either. I'm like, oh, I'm like not. So I got to fit somewhere. I have confusing. to. I have to go to a place where girls like me. Right. Right. right Why right. not go to a lesbian? Lesbians like lesbian. You know what I mean? Wow. Lesbian like girls. But God, how confusing for you. No, well... I was just trying to survive it. Yeah, so no, the I hear that. Yeah, so the only way to navigate I the next step. Hug. I know. Like, All right, come here, stand up. Come please. here, baby. All right. So, so <laughs> wow. So your whole you lived. So now you you say you were briefly married, and you realized quickly that that yeah, and to I a had man. and I had uh, a boyfriend after that who knew I was different. Okay, right. We didn't uh-huh. know. And we didn't ever knew it was going to explode into this. Now right. we really have fun stories to talk Did about. Did you have a sense it was going to explode into this? Well. This is what happened. I ended up back into the program in recovery again because I, I was studying martial arts over the years mm-hmm. and I have a couple black belts. So mm-hmm. I was just doing that and I wasn't really drinking or whatever. And then news hit where my mom had a brain tumor. Oh, all these things were happening at home. Oh, I was burning the candle at both sticks. I yeah. wasn't, you know, things were all of a sudden going to change. Right. And someone laced my pot with, um, 
dust, let's just say. Yeah. And I said, oh, I'll just finish this bag and I won't get any more of that. Yeah. Well, who says that? Yeah. You know, you can't, you don't smoke the whole bag and, right. and think you're not going to get another one, right? right. So right. instead of saying, oh, no, I don't want this, I'll be like, right. all right, I'll just keep it and smoke the rest of this bag, right. you know, and then. It's like me with potato chips. Yeah, I'll just eat one. I'll just eat I'll this I'll just bag. have one. I'll just have this bag and that, that will be the end of it. So yeah. I, I found myself going to the city with a suit on and selling into Wall Street at this time. Right. And, and meeting my little friend and, and, and being high as a kite all day. Like wow. on the train, Metro North, those have a one hitter, you know, hit the hit the toilet and just blow it out at the same time the toilet was flushing. Sit down in my seat, got my suit all ready to go, <laughs> you know. So at this point, are you presenting yourself as a woman? Yeah. So you're Wall Street. You were Wall Street. I was selling Street. into I was Wall Street. Guy, yeah, the Wall yeah, Street yeah, woman. Yeah. Yeah. In fairness, I'm not trying to cut down to anybody in the financial industry, right. but they tend to be a little bit masters of the universe yeah. about this deep. Right. And and how warm and welcoming would they have been? They weren't because as soon as they find <laughs> totally. you know guys, you know, and and I was a the girl they weren't going to sleep with, so they didn't really they only liked me so much, right? Right. right. <laughs> so and yeah. I was presenting the way that you know what you can hire me, but you're not going to see me in short skirts or pumps, right? And I would tell that or in the interview. Push up bras. You know, I would say, listen, we're not. You know, if you're good with that, then you can hire me. Let's be straight about this. Right, right. So to speak. I did have long blondish hair. Yeah. I did look like I'll show you what I looked like. Okay. If you want to see. I do. I and mean, then um it won't I won't think it's you though. I know. I know. That's okay. Because I is sort my, of feel this like is, I really This is my know sister. You. This is my sister. As my father says now I take care of my dad. He's ninety three World War Two vet. Aww, and I take care of him precious. and he says to me, he's like all right, I'm going to bed. He goes, your sister home too? I'm like, yeah, we're all good. Everybody's home. <laughs> Everybody's here. Good night, Dad. See you yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's me. Oh, God. Adorable. You know what? You're really lucky. Because you're like a beautiful woman and a beautiful guy. Was. Most of us yeah, don't yeah, even yeah. get one of those. <laughs> two for one. Yeah, I'll say. What a sale. What a sale. You could do, you could do whatever you want. <laughs> that's very cool. So okay, so you're working on you're working in the Wall yeah, Street world, yeah, yeah. and you finally what, right not that I, long I burnt, ago I burnt out about yeah. eight, you know nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I couldn't do it anymore. And as you mentioned, yeah. the older we get, the more we have to be true to ourselves. Yeah, so man. that's happening too. That's one of the best things about absolutely, getting older. Yeah. Absolutely. But what's happening, you can no longer squish it down. You can't drown it. You can't smoke it oh, out. God. You you're, can't you're hide speaking it. My, you're speaking <laughs> you my language. You can't do anything. You just become more and more yourself. More of a pain in the ass to the people around you. <laughs> right. Just more and more yourself. Uh, you don't right. know. You, you, don't, <laughs> yeah. you can't stop it. You have to be yourself. You have to be. Else you're going to die. So it's like, pick one. Thank you. You're going to die if you don't. If you don't. And the best part of that is the people who don't appreciate the essence of you will fall away. Right. And the people that do appreciate it will embrace you and say, I've been waiting for this. Right. Right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you come to a crossing point because you, you it, it does get a little morbid because all I did was I was around cemeteries all the time because I knew where I belonged when I was going to be dead. Where am I? Where do I fit? Where am what I belong? What happens between now and then? So happens is, Boy, yeah. um, long and short, and this is uh, 
I got sober again. I went back trying to save my best friend's life, mm-hmm. who was not doing okay, and his parents reached out to me. Right. And I said, oh, I know where to bring you. I'll bring you to the program. Meanwhile, I'm smoking up in the parking lot, bringing him into meetings. I said, I'm not going in there sober. What are you, crazy? I'm not going, <laughs> what are you, nuts? So I was wow. bringing him around for months, right? I'm smoking yeah. in the back before we get in. Right. And uh, he goes, I don't think we're supposed to be doing that before we go inside, <laughs> you? And I said, well, to- I said, you can't. I can. I'm doing this for you. This is about you, not right. me. <laughs> so right. saving his life saved yeah. mine. Yeah. So months into this, I realized I couldn't stop if I wanted to. Right. So then it started for me where I began my journey and being away with no substance in me, I began to really have to look in and how am I going to stay sober? How am I going to stay clean? How am I going to stay true? How is this going to possibly happen? Stay true is the key. Be true to yeah. who you are and the essence of who right. you are, which is a beautiful thing. It's right. hard, right. But it's I didn't, hard, right. but it's the most beautiful thing in the world. Right. I guess after the Brillo pad is, you know, <laughs> you know, it's not so, it doesn't feel so clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's the right thing because it's deep in my heart and my soul. I knew it was the right thing, right. but it took time and I knew I had to end a relationship. I knew I had to do that. You know, I had to do all these starting over Your again. business relationships All of as it well. had to go. I had to kiss goodbye to all of that God, because you can't go through this in front like of hero. people. How do you, how do you do that? And stay. It's horrible. It I was can so imagine. hard. It was so hard. It was just every day. You really have to just, you know, uh, I'm a firm believer in God, and I have always had yeah. this relationship, a strong, strong, strong feeling. Mm-hmm. And when you practice that, right. and when you visualize that, and you ask for strength, you actually get it. Yeah. Right. And you're true to it. And I'm, yeah. I, I'm thankful at night, and I yeah, get it again buddy, in the morning. I know exactly I f- what you're talking about. Right. And I get it. And over time, yeah. you get more and more and more. And then I knew. I was going to have to face this and you really can't go through the whole process until you know the next step you cannot take any longer in that in my shoes. I knew I couldn't take one more step as Nancy. Not one more step I had in me. I here, was here. done. She was done. I'm done. Good yeah. good job. She did her job. You did your job. You brought she, me here. Yeah. No more from you, you know? And then take it was the like, off. take the heels off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't big on heels. But no, me yeah, either. Yeah, I'm yeah, still not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I'm only five feet tall. That's, <laughs> Go figure. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah, wow. <laughs> so that became my my process. And you have to go to doctors for like three years to get the marker changed in your driver's license. So your mail is marked. You get pulled over. You want to make sure. I mean, these are right. issues that people in the middle of their transition don't always go through the whole process, don't have valid from a doctor and that helps you after I had to go to court I had to go to pro I had to go in front sure. of a judge and say oh, who I am and, and write something <laughs> you know you have imagine. to you have to go through all that yeah and be validated and I have a, a great doctors that would say like they almost wait and it's like sort of masochistic or sadistic on their part they almost wait where you're gonna absolutely take your life like that next day yeah. if you don't do this right. because they want to make sure you know it's not a costume this change this is a hundred percent where I'm going this is not a costume this is change. who I am this is not Halloween right. tomorrow we're going back right, right right the first time you really chose to step out as the beautiful guy you are <laughs> what did that feel like oh my god it was great it was great you know when energizing some, energizing when people like first saw me and never knew me before and saying right. oh sorry sir and I was like yeah. oh, sh- oh cool that's me <laughs> you know or, or you walk me. in a men's yeah, locker room <laughs> right and you're first using your name and they're like Lance 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 I'm like oh shit sorry I'm just like distracted <laughs> not because, Nancy right you're not I'm not responding to my name yeah. you know right away you know that's immediately followed up by (laughs) 
the men's room, you know, which is right. Which is, which is like, it's so funny know, how many of us go there horrifying. because it's such a simple thing, but it's so elemental to oh, who we are. I gotta run worst. in the ladies' room. That's and the worst. Gotta, yeah, yeah. To me, that's the worst. Yeah. When I have to use the restroom, I can't stand it. It's still is it still oh, it's like a, a little traumatizing. Yeah, it's like it's just it's just gross. It's just you know you don't <laughs> like it. I don't like it. I don't want to go in there. Well, I don't men's wanna, rooms are kind of yeah. Yeah, they are a little creepy. Yeah, yeah, right. Whatever. I'm a clean kind of guy. Right. So I just kind of walk in. I want to just go right to where I need to go and get the heck out of there. Yeah. So <laughs> what about family? What about brothers, sisters, parents? Now, I think with my mom had, well, her brain tumor turned into Alzheimer's. Oh, God. So she had Alzheimer's the last 15 years. Okay. So, so did I you would ever just, discuss any of this with her? No. And that yeah. was like a tough, tough, tough thing for me because I wanted to be validated by her. Right. So I just sort of was connected with her but on a spiritual are. sense. You know you are. And I was always connected with her. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like she when I'd see you. her. She knew the essence she knew. of you. She knew. It wasn't a topic of conversation, especially right. that generation. Right. But she knew. Yeah, she she knows me. And we loved each other as uh, like right. that. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else agrees in the family, but I felt like she knew me. I don't right. know. Yeah. I love my sisters. I love my brother. I love my dad. They all ha- are on their process with it. Because right. remember, they've known me the longest right. and are both the most affected by it. Right. And we're a close family. Mm-hmm. So my sisters had to mourn the fact that... They lost a brother. They lost a sister. I mean, a sister. Yes, yeah, they lost a sister, <laughs> and they gave a brother. You I'm can't so, picture me. I'm so focused on you as a guy. Right. Well, that's good. You just keep the focus there. I, it, you know, again, focus. I got to thank Carrie because, yeah, to me, what a gift to know you first and foremost as yeah. this really cool guy. I love it. We went to Carrie's house um, for dinner, and we decided to go to this incredible place. I don't remember the name of it. Red something or other. Red Lines, is that what it's called? And it's, it's all these amazing classic cars. It's just an enormous place in, what town is that? Fairfield. Fairfield, Connecticut. And so we squished in the back seat. So much fun. And we were laughing and talking and then we we were walking through and looking at all these cars. <laughs> I just loved our conversation. It was like uh, just a connection right away right. with you. Human. And, <laughs> and yeah, it was just a human connection right away. And I'm, not that I would have had a problem with it if she had told me ahead of time. I would have been, okay, that's cool. But I just love the fact that I 100% got to know you and love you as the person you actually are, which is this this guy, you know? And I think that's a really... I love that. I love that, That makes too. me feel so good. It's a gift. It, it is a gift. gift. It's that, a gift for me, and hopefully it'll be a gift to, to you, just, too. So, um, sisters, brothers... They're all they're all great. I know, you know, my, my brother is someone that, he was very successful, great football player. Mm-hmm. I'd follow him all every game. He'd go oh. away the weekends. I was yeah. like, you know, his little, you know... Yeah, fan. Fan. Biggest yeah. fan. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really call me by my name. Yeah, he just kind of hems and haws around. Hey, hey, you know, you like doing? they're still, hey, how are you? Or whatever. How's it going? Yeah, we you see each other call often. Sis or bro. Right. He's, <laughs> you know, so he's still, you know, in his transition with it. Mm-hmm. And then my sisters, you know, trip up, but they correct themselves. I like that you said his transition with it. Because that makes it absolutely, it's a family, it's it is totally, a family event. Of course. And again, I go back to this, but I think it's really beautiful that you are. You have empathy for them Absolutely. and what they're going through. Absolutely. It says a lot about your family dynamic that there was enough love to deal with 
this kind of new thing that happened 50 years into your life. Right. Now, did they know before that at all? Well, they had glimpses and they knew yeah. I was different. Now, I was put in my sister's room growing up. Mm-hmm. I went from my mother's room in the crib, right. right? Right. And then my grandmother had her own room. My brother had his own room. And I was going in with my two sisters. I thought to myself, why that room? Yeah. Right? There's why three of us I... in there. Why can't I be in the guy room? Yeah. Why can't I be in, like, what's this about? Yeah, so yeah. So I was, like, always listening to those two, like, talking, like, their mm-hmm. language, you know? Like, listen to a different language. Do you feel like there is, are there still any bumps to get over in your relationship with them? Or is it just sort of an evolutionary process that you're comfortable with following? I have to say, I guess I'm fortunate enough and blessed to know that I've lived long enough. Mm -hmm. So like going through this a lot younger, I'm sure there would have been more bumps like that, but I'm very conscientious of people and process and relationships and evolution and how they take time and, Uh you know, and everybody's on their own sort of tracks of learning and adapting. So I'm really good about that kind of stuff. So do you ever run into anybody that you um, that you dealt with in your work world, your your finance world, who knew you as this hot looking lesbian, <laughs> or that, so they thought? Do you ever run into them? And I I sort of dropped off the the face a little bit with them for right. a while until I got my confidence back, and I'm sure. just starting to reach out to sort of people that I worked alongside with mm-hmm. and an old boss or whatever, but just right. very peripheral, not right. you're not too bad. And I go, I and gauge they by them. What's I gauge, yeah, changed. because you know, thank yeah. God for Facebook, right? <laughs> so for not having to explain everything, right? They can see it and right. process it, however, right? Transition, right? <laughs> and a lot of people who aren't comfortable I just don't it's okay I don't push myself it's okay I just kind of eliminate God you're a really big person mm, I don't know you really are I mean because a lot of people I think would feel especially as long as it as it was for you living this life where you're trying to please everybody else. It's like, as soon as you get to that point where you say enough, I'm going to burst out of this. You sort of, a lot of people would be like, you know, militant about it. Like, you know, you don't care about me. You don't like me the way I am. Then screw you. Right. And you're not. Right. And I don't even judge those who are because this is so difficult, Patty. And everybody, not everybody has the same process. process. Not everybody has the same faith. Not everybody can get the same support. Not everyone's going to transition. And there's so many people that transition that are always going to sort of on the outside it's maybe you don't know if they're a male or a female so that's in itself will bring on more ridicule and more problems where I can walk by and no one's gonna think that my history was such right and I'm mindful of that and I really care about the trans community I've gone to groups um, and they're pretty well hidden for a reason sure Um, and I'll tell you, a lot of people are, are struggling. I mean, the suicide yeah. rate with them is it's just, huge. Huge, it's I like know. 50% of yeah. male transgender try oh, to kill themselves, so 50%. Yeah. And then, you know, and then the, the trans female is like over 30%. Wow. And that's a lot, you know, wow. have, have tried to commit suicide because I can see that, you know. Yeah, because you just don't feel No, why wouldn't you want to end your life? Right. You're not validated. You're see-through. Right. You're cellophane, so you know. You're, how are you so angry? What do you think? No, because I I know that you're still, we all are still growing and evolving. Absolutely. But you have um, 
a sense of joy about you. And that doesn't mean it's like, oh, this is easy and right. aha, but it means that right. you are pursuing your evolution as a as a human being in a in a healthy way. Right. And is that partly religion? Is that partly right. just growing up in the kind of family that taught you something about self-care? Um, I think it's a combination of having parents love you unconditionally, but how I really stay grounded every day mm-hmm. is, I always say religion is for people who are afraid to go to hell, and spirituality is for people who've seen it, right? <laughs> who've already been there, right? Yeah, I've already been boy. there. I've died a few times along the way. I'm very happy right now yeah. that I have this chance to live my life, who I am. Truthfully. Truth aligned with my head, my mind, my body, my soul, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm a... I, I believe in God and I stay connected. Mm-hmm. I open up my channel every day and I try to stay connected throughout the day. And then I thank God at night and I feel like I'm happy. And I've never been like this happy in my entire life. I can see it. It's a, you it's know? a real, it's a really. I don't look that great on paper right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> what do you do for what do you do for a living? Is if you sort of wandered away from right the money business. <laughs> right. Uh, right now, um, someone gave me an opportunity mm-hmm. um, for a sales position. It's in business development, okay. and I'm connecting uh, CIOs and getting What's appointments. What's a CIO? With, uh, Chief Information Officer. Okay. You know, to be. In, I don't know much about that know, world. To be in front of uh, our CEO and you know we're just trying to build it's a small well it's not a small business it just um, it's just it's an evolving business it's an evolving business it's yeah. a great business and so far I have an opportunity there but you know I'm wide open for opportunities right now so I yeah. really want to tap into a lot of um, you know gifts that maybe I've been given that have been just sitting there yeah. let's like polish some up and see what we got you know right <laughs> well this your story is really um, incredibly inspirational and I think that it it really goes beyond and you and I talked about this before it goes beyond just um, the, the whole kind of transgender issue because it really truly is about self-realization oh yeah and we all go through that right or should right. <laughs> I would right. think right. you know we, we all are constantly striving as we as we grow and as we um, grow up right. to really get in touch with who we are and and be at peace with that and share that peace and that love and that joy with others and your story is so exquisite in that way that that's a story that I think should be shared thank you and I think that also now when you walk around it's it's really important that people just you know that saying don't judge a book mm-hmm. but the more that you seek and the more you get to know people mm-hmm. from their covers right. the more that you're going to get back tenfold yeah. tenfold yeah. you know and and just finding out who people are you know just beyond the label beyond the surface is is unbelievable it's it so is, fascinating it is a it's a beautiful process. It is a beautiful process. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I I just have loved this conversation. I feel like I could have like 10 more with you and never stop the learning and the the uh, discovery because it is it's a broader, larger, more beautiful story and issue that really sinks into all of us. You know, this physical pod that we've been put in. <laughs> That's right. 
even though it is in many ways defines us to the people around us, it is such a minute part of who we are. You're a hero to me. You're a hero. Thank you oh, so gosh. much. Not really. Well, well said. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you, Patty. Uh, All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.